Expedition Log, September 8th, 2023, Expedition to Arcadia 19. The time is 10.09 Universal Basic Time. Let's see, much has transpired. Where was I? The details, they will be important. After we found Foreman Dunning's corpse, we had to contend with this massive cicada-like beast. Hmm, Kintinkada. Has a nice ring to it. I was able to keep that brute Major Strong from totally destroying it with his flamethrower. Though the way he gets it to work in such low atmosphere is actually quite clever. We subdued the creature and contained it for transport, but quickly learned that it wasn't the only one. This began the mad dash for the surface. Ford and Brooks were hesitant to help me prioritize the collection of the creature over our safety. Though Brooks conceded to carry it with me for a while, I must recognize that priority number one is that a living specimen makes it back to my laboratory. The survival of Brooks and Major Strong are secondary objectives. base of the cage elevator that leads up to the Arcadia mining facility. In front of you, there is a semi-wounded nymph creature. Hot. I just shot it, right? You just shot it. So you said... There's also... Yep. You said we're all stunned from this uh, scream attack. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it still happening? Are we like... Are we, like, on the floor, like... So what I think this looks like (laughs) is the sound is ongoing, and it's hard to do anything while it's happening. I will give you negative modifiers unless you can stop the noise from happening or figure out a way to no longer hear this noise. Did I drop my prize possession? I don't think so. Do you want to drop it? You you said we were stunned. Uh, Yeah. I thought you put it in your backpack or some shit. I think it is on your back. You're talking about your your specimen. I put an egg in my backpack. I'm carrying the creature, which is in a net. The first one. The one that we stunned. And the one from the wall is in your... Backpack. Backpack. We talked about it being a big backpack. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, What's that game? Oh my god, not again. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, you are all standing here. It is ongoing noise. These things are coming at you. What do you do? Could I? 
You could tell me if this won't work. That does not sound like fun. Could I be boop be boop my <laughs> EVA suit and use my chaostician move to try to make your helmet sound canceling? Yes. Glad you got where I was going with that. I did. That's a brilliant idea. I think you should do that. I think that okay. you should. Chaostician. That just gives you a plus, correct? Yeah, it's just a plus one bonus when attempting a plus tech roll during a stressful situation. I guess we can make this a tech roll. I was going to make it a sabotage roll, but... I'm trying to be-boop, be-boop. trying to splice or some shit. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to throw use... words at you. <laughs> Sci-fi words. Are you trying to do this just for yourself or for everybody? Oh, I should pull up the moves for this That's game. That's a great idea. <laughs> Dyson moves. Do you think I can do this for everybody? I guess if I roll shitty, you'll just tell me, and then I definitely can't do it for everybody. But I guess I could try to do it for everybody. I think you should try to do it for everybody. I am going to give you a minus one because of the ongoing noise. With your plus one, that should even you out. Go ahead and roll plus tech. I still have plus two. Could be worse. My teeth are chattering. I was about to say, why does it sound like that's in your mouth? <laughs> how, how do you roll dice? You don't put them in your mouth and spit them? It's a seven because, you know, I'm so average. You can do it, but pick two issues. Well, I don't want to break it because I think we'll just die. Probably. Something happens that causes you when it doesn't work as long as you need it going to need something that will cost you there's an ongoing negative side effect it will take a long time to work with or fix okay well we don't have a long time these are all my issues typically (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what that means hey it doesn't work for as long as you need it feel that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i like that one hold on let me think about well, none of them are good things. No, I know. that's also my issue right now. They are called issues. Yeah. <laughs> Bug is running at you. I'm going to need a decision here. It's going to need something that will cost you. Great. And it doesn't work for as long as you need it. I'll stick to it. First, first thought. What is it called? My intuition. <laughs> Trust your gut. Yeah, that. It doesn't work as long as you need it to, and it's going to cost you? Yes. It's going to need something that will cost you. I'm assuming that could just be, like, now we literally can't talk to each other. (laughs) We're going to have to, like, sign. I was thinking the same thing. That's what I'm going to say. You, you, What do you do to the three of your suits quickly to make this happen? I think I... Oh, no. (laughs) I think I, like, hack into the... Mm, the mainframe. <laughs> fucking know what I'm talking about. The same thing that I did when I like kept Foreman Dunning from listening in to us. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do that, but like break in that way, and then just I don't know how you de- you just cancel the sound. I'm just gonna cancel the sound. <laughs> Science. You reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. Okay, yeah, so you bring up on your little data pad on your forearm. Mm-hmm. You make some beeps, some boops, some twists, some turns. I bop it. Some toggles. Yeah, you bop it, you twist it, you flick it. I lick it. 
<laughs> don't do that. You have a helmet yeah, on. Oh, yeah. That looks looks real dumb. <laughs> Look the inside of my helmet. <laughs> the two of you in this stupor see Brooks inputting something onto her data pad on her forearm. And as quickly as the sound began, it silences. And it is utterly silence. You can see Brooks looking at the two of you, moving their mouth, but you cannot hear overcomes. Everything around you is silent. Brooks, what are you doing? <laughs> Brooks, what are you doing? We need to get moving. You look up at Brooks and she is instantly knocked to the side by the head of this creature as it barrels into her. I knew it. Brooks, stop (laughs) getting hit by (laughs) bodies. All right, what do the two of you do? I just have a question. Okay. We can can still just hear ourselves breathing, right? That horrible sound. That is all you can hear is yourself breathing. I figured. Audience, imagine it. We're not going to do it because... uh, Because we have asthma. It's a lot. No, because it's hard to listen to as a listener. It is. All right, Pony Boys. I'm waiting to see what Ford does, because I'm hoping that he starts fighting his way to the elevator so that I can just follow him. Uh, I will light this fucker up. Cool. That is attacking Brooks. Let's hope you don't catch her on fire. Roll inflict harm. Okay. Let me remember how to do that. (laughs) <laughs> Two dice in the hand, jostle, release. <laughs> it's hand, yeah. You t- you take a stress when you do it. Nine? Yeah, that's Is a Is that nine. a question? <laughs> that's a nine. Okay, how much, what are the harm and tags of your flamethrower? Uh, it is two fire. All right, so you do two harm, you rolled a seven. You inflict harm, but you open yourself up to harm in return. I rolled a nine, which I think is the same thing, but it sounds a little more impressive. (laughs) You see the burn marks spread across this creature in front of you, and it, on a strange axis, tilts what you assume to be its head at you. You see these amber-colored three protrusions on its head facing your direction, And it raises itself up on its back legs and brings down one of its large front digging claws onto you. As you're blowing fire at it, it grabs you by the midsection and lifts you up, holding you in place in front of it. And you're going to take three harm. Okay. And you are restrained for the time being. Okay, so I take one harm. (laughs) Because I guess I catch it with my gloves. (laughs) Hey man, <laughs> you got strong gloves. My gloves are plus two armor. So, well, and technically, my spacesuit is plus one, right? Mm-hmm. So, really, I take nothing. Your gloves are two plus two armor. Yeah, they're like heavy armor gloves. Oh wow! So you can stack your armor for this attack and get your three armor. But what I will say, as this claw is crushing you in your midsection, that Eva suit armor is going to break. Your Eva suit is still intact, but the armor point that it gives you is going to be null after this. Okay. Brooks, you are sort of picking yourself up off the ground. You see flames flying out of Ford as he is spraying this beast with fire that is holding him up in front of its face. Dr. Kinton, you are watching to see what Ford does. 
Well, I, I hope it was worth it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them has been damaged by. I almost called you Deputy Payne. <laughs> this is that? the same. Brooks shot this one, and then it started running at you. Oh, this is the one that she shot. Yeah, I would say that one's pretty occupied at the moment with Ford. There is another one that looks just like it ahead of you, and then beyond that, attached to the cage, holding on to it, is the large, pale one. With no noise, you can look and see that there is an opening on either side of it where you would think its throat would be leading back into its thorax. And you can see muscles and tendons in there vibrating. It's still screaming, basically. Yes. Uh, So it doesn't look like there's a clear path to the elevator for me. Not with that attitude. (laughs) I'm going to evaluate my exit strategy. Okay. Are you thinking about perhaps surveying the scene? Go ahead and roll plus head. Mm. Yeah, I, every single time. We can't play this game again. Speaking of which, I, I'm i still vibrating. So, oh. <laughs> Booyah. I rolled a 12. A dirty 12. A dirty, dirty 12 head. Mm-hmm. Okay. On a 10 plus, you can ask me, the speaker, two questions from the following list. What's my best way out? Is that one of them? No. How can I get out of here? How can I get out of here? How can you get out of here? You can get into the cage and go up the elevator. Well, I'm aware of that. <laughs> try I'm trying to know how options. to get there. <laughs> you can potentially get out down the other tunnel to where the ore gets out in the refinery. Oh. If you want to figure out how you could get past these beasts, these creatures, you might need to ask me another question. Who's in charge here? No, fuck you. (laughs) That guy's dead. That guy's super dead. He's super dead. Something, who's the most danger? Is there anything important I'm missing? None of these questions are, how can I get past these giant bug creatures? Let's see. I know what can hurt me. What can help me, maybe. Mm. Or would I know anything related to this, perhaps, with one of those? Yeah, I'm open to the refinery thing. Maybe there's mm-hmm. less bugs down there since that's farther away from the nests. But uh, but yeah, what can help me, I guess, is my pick. From what you have gathered about these creatures, they seem to be, I'm going to use the word attracted to noise, but that's not the word. They seem to want to stamp out any noise that is not them. Okay. So you could distract these by creating some sort of intense noise that would get their attention if you wanted to get to the cage, or if you just wanted to run away and not be followed, you could do the same thing. I mean, I feel like I can't make a noise louder than a (laughs) flamethrower and or... I don't think flamethrowers are terribly loud, especially in this space. Huh. There is a lot of machinery left behind here. There's that turned over personnel carrier. There's all sorts of mining equipment and stuff strewn about this room. This is where talking to one another would be very super uh, helpful. Very helpful because mm-hmm. I'm not a mechanic. Mm. But I, I think I do run over to the turned over personnel carrier. Is it like 
wedged between some things where like if i turn it on even in its turned over state it will make some noise by like a wheel move like spinning against a rock kind of thing yes <laughs> cool because <laughs> yes it is i love i love that and i'm gonna do it i'm gonna run over there i'm gonna s- fucking try to switch this thing on i'm gonna have you roll keep your head down i assume you're trying to do this without uh being noticed by this other nymph yes i'm gonna have you roll that at minus one because you're carrying its baby <laughs> this is like jurassic park three where that dude stole oh my god the raptor egg. <laughs> this is just like matthew broderick's godzilla <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about it. <laughs> it was not on record. You can't talk about it. Wait, what I'm holding is its baby? I thought I was carrying the big one that we killed. Or the one in your backpack. It, stunned it. Yeah, you took an oh, sure, egg, sure. too. Yeah, yeah. Also mm-hmm. that. Does it know that, though? Uh, well, they always Apparently. know. In all, in all of these movies, they always fucking know. They can smell it. <laughs> in Godzilla 2000, by Ma- written by Matthew Broderick. <laughs> God damn it. And in Jurassic Park 3, mm-hmm. they always know. Oh, Matthew Broderick also 4. wrote Jurassic Park 3. Anyway. Wow. He did. <laughs> wrote and starred. He was just wearing a lot of makeup. He was the T-Rex. Anyway, go on. Amazing. Roll plus head. Minus one. Also, you guys know that was the thing in, like, every Jurassic Park. <laughs> Somebody stole an egg. Someone and sure. off the <laughs> Someone want to make a T-Rex it. omelet. Does he have minus one if he can't hear the sound? I'm giving him minus one because he has a baby in his pocket. Oh, okay, okay. Not because of the noise. Just make it right. Because it nope, might it's baby me. in the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so minus one, plus one, plus two. Fuck. Cool. You already used your intuition too, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 I rolled a three minus one plus one plus two <laughs> is a five. <laughs> wow. What a wow. Let me get out my abacus real quick. A five is a mixed success, right? <laughs> a five is a miss. On a miss, you draw dangerous attention to yourself immediately. Now, spacers. If anyone would like to assist, Dr. Kinted in this, perhaps Brooks, or... I was going to say, how even. close am I? Don't have to be close, just have to tell me what you're doing. You see Dr. Kinton head down, start to run towards the tipped-over personnel character. Character? <laughs> it is character. Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Did we have a personnel character this entire time? <laughs> We're going to make a loud noise. <laughs> Loud noises are all about family. (laughs) You see Dr. Kenton taking off Naruto running towards the toppled over personnel character. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) It's because I made the Naruto joke. Carrier. Thank you. Thank you, Katarin. You see Dr. Kenton taking off towards the personnel carrier that is toppled over, and you see the other nymph creature, the large, brown, clawed, lobstrosity creature, starting to move in his direction. I guess I could try to shoot it. I like that. (laughs) Go ahead and roll assist. Not Dr. (laughs) (laughs) Kenton. Not yet. 
Roll I need you to roll plus CX for Dr. Kinted, which I'm sure is oh, high. I don't even remember what it is. I li- Hold on. I like how Ford is being held by this claw mm-hmm. monster after defending you, and you're choosing to help me. I, well, I, I felt that's why I asked how close. That's it. my thoughts exactly, but. Uh... <laughs> well, that's why I asked how close it was, because I feel like. Don't get me wrong. I love that you're helping I'm me. I'm just. But. Here's my question. I'm well, here's what I envisioned in my head was that okay. there is a big old bug in between me and Ford. Sure. And it is blocking my view of Ford, so I can't. You do have legs. I have legs. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you oh. can move. Do I still? That's actually an important <laughs> you question. Do? They... <laughs> Not for much longer, but you do still have them. Okay, then I'm going to try to shoot the one that is holding forward. Okay. So they'll say, you don't have to. This makes Sorry. what I do the all rest. Right. Well, Dr. All, Kenton. I, all if, I see is Dr. Kenton running away like a little little bitch. <laughs> if, you help, Sorry. If, if you help Dr. Kenton out, this actually helps Ford out tremendously because I know what I'm doing the rest of this game. <laughs> getting, the, getting the fuck away from just, both of us? It's just leaving <laughs> both of you. <laughs> all right, Dr. Kenton. On a miss, you draw dangerous attention to yourself immediately. Love that. You make it over to the personnel carrier. Perhaps throw some of your equipment up and into the driver's seat, the cabin, the cockpit. Well, okay, so I'm not trying to drive this thing. Okay, okay. I thought you were trying to to turn it on. I'm trying to turn it on so it makes noise. So I don't want to put my stuff in it. I want to make it make noise and then get away from it so it's the distraction. Right? Because you said noise distracts them. So you jump up, grab on to the. Yeah, you say, like, imagine a truck toppled on its side, the cabin's up front, doors facing upward, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you jump up onto it, open the door, lean the top half of your body in to turn it on to look for the keys, I suppose, which right. obviously are in the sun visor. Of course. Because well, a lot of an underground mining facility sun visor. A lot of times on sites, construction sites, I feel like the keys are just in the Yeah, they're just in there. It's it's you know, of course they're in there. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I think so. Sure. What how much harm are you sitting at? I don't see how that's <laughs> just just so I know for later. You did you know. It's just dangerous atten- it's attention towards you. It's not damage. I just, I've taken just three curious. harm. So you wiggle your body in there, and you turn on this vehicle. You see the lights on the dashboard ignite. You yourself cannot hear it turn on, but you have a pretty good feeling. You can feel the vibration as it turns on. Sure. As you're kind of ass up in this vehicle, and then you feel, against your ankle, a claw. And it drags you from the door, hard landing onto the ground. And starts dragging you across the room towards the pale one on the cage. I can literally only think of liar, liar. Just the claw. Okay. Brooks, <laughs> Ford, what are you two up to? Ford, I, I know you're in a situation. I guess I was shooting the thing that's holding Ford. Okay. You're shooting it with your glue gun, your plasma gun, or with your dunning gunning? Not your best work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess my first instinct would be to use the Dunning gun. 
Beautiful. Roll me inflict harm. Plus hand. Oh, that would have been good if my hand wasn't so shitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an eight. It would have been a ten if I had a plus one instead of a minus one. On a seven to nine, you inflict harm, but you open yourself up to harm in return. I think what happens here is you finally hit the target that you were aiming for the first time. You angle Dunning's gun at those protrusions on its head and fire, and it blasts one of those amber-looking jewel protrusions and explodes it. The protrusion or the whole bug? The protrusion. Oh, okay. (laughs) Ford, you are in its face as this happens, and you are sprayed with this icor just covering your helmet, covering your chest, and it is foul. You are dropped as this creature starts swinging its claws side to side at whatever it is that did this damage to it, and it knocks you, Brooks, against the wall, and you are going to take two harm. It is not pinning you against the wall. It is just at this point swinging its arms wildly, closing the claws, trying to snatch at whatever it is that did this damage to its head. Okay, I have two armor. Okay. So I don't take any harm? You do not take any harm. Is that with your Eva suit and your coveralls? Yeah. Layered up, baby. If this thing starts pinching you like it did to Ford, that is what's going to break the armor. Okay. As Ford is dropped, you can see that some of the external wiring on the Eva suit and some of the hard shell that is over Mm -hmm. some parts of it is cracked. Better get out that duct tape. Ford, you land with a thump on your ass on the ground. You see in front of you this creature swinging wildly. Brooks has been knocked against the wall by one of its large claws, and Dr. Kinton is clawing at the ground as he is being dragged towards the cage. What do you do? So this one in front of us, it's not like blinded or anything. It just... It's just kind of angry. I don't think you would be able to tell that without a roll. It is definitely angry. You can tell that. Okay. There are two protrusions left on its head. There were three. One is now trickling this slimy icor down the rest of its body, dripping onto the mine floor in front of you. I think I will take out my knife and stab it in the head. That's fun. Now, would this be your... Kitchen knife? Would this be your kitchen knife? My Bowie knife, which I believe, yes, is technically my kitchen knife. But it's one messy. Roll me. Inflict harm. Plus hand. That's very good. That's a 12. On a 10 plus, you can choose one additional effect. Yeah, you know what? I'll inflict one more harm. So I take one stress, right? You take one stress. So what are you doing? How are you? This thing is about... Eight feet tall. It's swinging wildly. Tell me what this looks like. Well, I feel like it dropped me and then forgot about me and was looking for Brooks. So I think I would just kind of pick myself up slightly on its back and just stab my knife into its head. Are you coming up from the bottom or are you like jumping on top of it? Just so up from the bottom. If it's eight feet tall, it's yeah, like that's. That's very tall, but it's not like it's not godly crazy. tall. Yeah, yeah. I can like I should know if you were like jumping yeah, on its I can back like, or anything. Yeah, no, I can just grab its shoulder and pick myself up and yeah. stab a knife into its head. 
I think it is swinging its claws rapidly. It is moving towards Brooks, and you take this moment, put the flamethrower down, pull your knife out of... You have a side holster for it, right? Like with your tools, your utensils. Yeah. Maybe even rolling under an errant claw as it flies over you, getting right under its mandible jaw and going crouch down, knife in two hands, straight up, right through its bulbous head. And you can't hear it, but you feel a cracking as you put that knife into it, as if you're shattering through some sort of crustacean-like exoskeleton. And you can feel the weight of this creature go limp on your forearms, and trickling down both of your arms is this sludgy Icarus fluid just starting to cover you completely until you whip that knife out and this creature drops dead in front of you. No! (laughs) You mean no? Dr. Kenton. Yes. Hi. Hello. You're not well. You are on your stomach and as you are flipped over onto your back, you can see the pale, white, large creature attached to the cage looking down at you, holding onto the wall perpendicular, staring at you. Are, are any of them drawn to the noise of the of the vehicle starting mm. or being on? Mm. Good, good <laughs> question. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> good question. Well, the one was drawn to your little ankle dangling out of the top. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I got mm-hmm, got. Mm-hmm. I understand that I got got, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not asking that to get out of my predicament. I'm asking that because my hope mm-hmm. It'd be is cool that if you can get the one off the cage. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not even hoping for that. I, we can't communicate right now, so I'm hoping mm-hmm. that maybe Ford and Brooks notice that they're bothered by the sound and kind of intuit why i did that <laughs> you know what i mean okay, like okay, they okay. think Let i me... was trying to run away from them which mm-hmm. sure i was eventually going to if i succeeded <laughs> but i also want them to get information get the information you know pick up what i was putting down mm-hmm. okay 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 but me... also i need to deal with the fact that i'm about to get eight no no, no. here we go here's what happens you get eight you get eight. <laughs> you get eight. Eight all up. You get seven, eight, nine. Nice. Um, it's a little math joke for y'all. A little math joke for you. <laughs> Dr. Kenton, you feel yourself being pulled, and then there is an abrupt stop as you feel the claws of this creature reaching to your backpack. It grabs your pack with its claw and begins to rip it off of your shoulders. As your face comes out of the dirt to see what's happening, you see walking over you is that pale, large, adult creature. You are underneath it as it steps over you towards the truck, towards the personnel carrier. This gray nymph is trying to get the pack off of your back with its claw, and the other creature is now off of the cage investigating this truck. And the one I have in the net is still by the truck, I assume, right? I would imagine so. I don't think it was dragging you while you were dragging it. I wouldn't have put it in the truck, but I would have taken it over to the truck. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. So it is by the cabin of the truck there. Okay, and I am I no longer have possession of the babe of the egg either. It is actively pulling it off your back. It is trying to cut the straps from your shoulders. I will remind you that there is a dead body. <laughs> Ford's murdered one. So if you really want to just get one. <laughs> oh, I want to li- I didn't I don't want them to be dead. I want a living one mm-hmm. to study. Yeah. Is my whole deal. That was yeah. That was a Oh wait, was the it. one on the net dead? Stunned. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so if they free it, it might yeah. come back. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to try to keep my backpack at all cost, whatever, whatever I need to do to do that. You can, if you're trying to attack the one, you have your stun gun and stuff, right? <laughs> no, I'm trying to wrestle my backpack away from its claws. I would say act under fire then. And maybe, just maybe duck into the elevator <laughs> with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you have your elevator key? What? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) First of all, how dare you? (laughs) What am I I rolling? Do you have a quarter? It takes quarters. You are rolling act under fire plus hand. Okay, eight Mm -hmm. plus Uh, one plus two is eleven. Right? Why would you say it like <laughs> what that? What did you just say? Eight plus one plus two. Well, because you're I, vibrating. I am vibrating plus one, yeah. and I am a head. I, my head game is plus two. Is that the right way to say that? <laughs> uh, it's plus hand. No. What is? Act under fire. I believe oh, vibrating right. okay. is plus tech. Jesus Christ. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, okay, in that case, I don't have any vibrations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my hand is zero, so I rolled an eight. Sorry, I rolled an the speaker eight. Speaker will give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. How delightful. You're trying to take this baby and get on the elevator, correct? Yes. You can take this baby, comma. Mm-hmm. You can get on the elevator, mm-hmm. comma. You can do both while also taking a amount of harm that I will not tell you before you take that option. Easy. I get on the elevator with the egg and take <laughs> Wait, whatever what harm. harm. Hurt me, Dad. Hmm. <laughs> I have my pencil on the harm box. <laughs> what does this look like, wrestling with the creature, getting your bag, and heading towards the cage? What does this look like? How do you do this? It looks, it looks pathetic. It looks like okay. a, t- a toddler taking slapping it like younger brother tries to take my toy train and i'm like fuck you (laughs) kind of shit yeah you like roll around to get it off like (laughs) i even make like a noise (laughs) too bad nobody can hear you that's so unfortunate (laughs) the comms come on for just another just a second (laughs) mine i even say mine as you are getting away from this creature heading towards the cage that straw-like appendage Jets towards you like a lance, this mouth protrusion, this straw-like mouth, clips your suit as you're leaving. It's going to do two harm, but it is going to, much like Ford's strong suit, it is going to break some of the appliance on the outside, thus breaking that one armor. But that is after you take the arm. So you take the two harm, use your armor, and then remove that EVA suit armor. Okay, so I don't take any harm. You don't take any harm, but you lose that armor. Cool. 
struggling to your feet, wrestling this bag from the creature and shimmying, shuffling your way towards the cage. You fall through the door, close it behind you, and what do you do? I look at Ford and Brooks. Ford is covered in Ikor, standing in a puddle underneath a body of one of these creatures, and Brooks is picking themselves up off the ground after being knocked into the wall, probably staring fucking daggers at you, yelling something in Boston at you that you cannot (laughs) hear. (laughs) Fucking lobster roll! (laughs) (laughs) Just to fully know what the scene looks like, there's one of them probably actively trying to get in the cage that I just slipped away from. Looking at the scene around you, out of the cage, you can see this one clawed creature bashing at the door of the cage trying to get in at you. The full-grown one is rocking the personnel carrier back and forth, trying to silence it. And your two spacer companions are looking at you from across the room, wondering what you're going to do next. I look at Ford and Brooks. I'm immediately flipping you off. And I know they can't hear me, but I say, for science. (laughs) And I hit the button to make the elevator start going up. Should have shot you when I had the chance. <laughs> Still have a chance. This is, as I mentioned on the way down, this is a very slow elevator. <laughs> I'll fucking shoot him. Did he drop his stun gun by any chance? That's what I really want. Unfortunately, not. Brooks, Dr. Ford. Dr. Who's <laughs> Dr. Ford? <laughs> you see across the room, Dr. Kenton say something silently to you i flip them off (laughs) and hit the button and the elevator starts to raise slowly up the shaft is it a loud elevator i mean we can't hear it anyway i killed the comms do the do the creatures hear anything it's kind of a hectic situation if you'd like to survey the scene i'll allow it okay plus head plus head oh that's a 10 on a 10 plus, you can ask me, the speaker, two questions from the following list. Colon. Oh, I found it. Uh, how <laughs> is your colon? <laughs> Who's in charge of my colon? <laughs> I will start with what can help me. What can help you what? What can help me survive? What can help me survive? Getting out of this mine? Certainly. Uh, Much like every elevator ever on any world, there is a button where you call it and a button inside of it. So there are still controls down here for the elevator outside of the cage. Having the same realization that Dr. Kinton did earlier from what Foreman Dunning told you, there is another way out of the mine through the ore refinery tunnels. There are multiple ways up. Staying away from these creatures is another good way. To not die. I mean, I'm sure by now you would notice that the sound of the truck is distracting the one creature, at least. Yes. Yeah. Also. So I did technically help. <laughs> Both creatures are distracted at this moment. One by the truck, one by the cage. It is snapping up at the cage as the cage is leaving. You have one more question. You can ask me if you'd like. Is there something important that I'm missing? <laughs> 
I think what's important that you may be missing while watching Dr. Kinton is this one creature distracted by the personnel carrier. You see it rocking it back and forth, trying to get it to stop. You have a flamethrower in your hand, and you see there are fuel canisters on this personnel carrier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Lord. (laughs) You've got a few options here. You can run. You can try to stop the cage. You can blow up the mine. Do I get a choice before you blow something mine? Because I would like to save my. Yeah, throat. as he's surveying the scene, what are you doing? I'm... Unfortunately, Brooks, you made it so we can't talk to each other. <laughs> no, I so don't true. need to talk to you fools. I'm trying to preserve myself. Which direction is the ore elevator? The second elevator? You were at the mouth of the base camp. There were two tunnels, one to the left, one to the right. The left was down towards the natural tunnels made by the creatures, and the right was towards the ore refinery. There are signs and lights directing you either way. If I run towards the ore elevator, do I pass Ford? You're right next to Ford, yeah. Okay, well then I'm going to look at him and motion towards the elevator the ore elevator and i'm running i'm running thinking that he's going to follow me whatever he decides to do is his own damn choice yeah ford you see brooks maybe grab your shoulder for a moment point towards the sign towards the refinery complex and book it down the right hallway is there a radio in this thing like the transport Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> There's a comm system, more than likely, and probably a siren system of some sort. It is on. You can see that the lights are on in front of it, and this creature is shaking it back and forth, trying to get it to stop, much like one of the other creatures did to topple it over in the first place. Brooks dipped out. Dr. Kinton is in the process of dipping out. He is almost out of eyesight in the shaft. So you're saying there's not a radio? There's communications. I don't think there's a radio. You're not going to get 104.7 The Fish on a moon. (laughs) I mean, people live here. What would you like? What are you trying to do? I just want to turn on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Why? You want to go over there to the big creature. For a magical music moment. You're going to have to fight your way past this creature to get (laughs) in there and turn the radio on. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> it's fun. Okay. We just we just don't like fun here. At oh my god! <laughs> I, I would you, is is Ford the kind of person who needs a musical flair to do these badass things? No, no. But Ryan Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that they're attracted to sound, which is already happening. All right, it's fine. It's cool. We can. Be I don't. Boring. I don't want to say no. Oh but Ian has already made the sounds happen. People live on a sad planet where they haven't figured out how to get a goddamn song. And they're not allowed to dance. <laughs> also, if you're going to blow up this car, what do you care if the radio <laughs> yeah, you're, you're blow it up. Dramatic effect. Major Ford, what are you doing here? I'm going to try to sneak up to the car, which I see as... It, it obviously takes gas. Mm-hmm. It's very flammable. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'll puncture one of the fuel tanks, and then I will lean my flamethrower against it. 
Okay, this is a few rolls. I'm going to have you roll, keep your head down, plus head, to sneak over there undetected. I'm not good at that. So, let's see. Super. Oh, well, <laughs> that is an 11 minus 1. Nice. On a 10 plus, you avoid notice. Dr. Kenton, the last thing you see before you are fully engulfed in the dark elevator shaft is Ford grabbing his flamethrower and moving towards the truck. You probably both exchange a look just as that bottom lip of the elevator leaves your sight. Ford, I am going to have you roll. What you're trying to do here is pierce the fuel tank and set up your flamethrower to go off while you run away. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have you roll Sabotage. Okay. That is going to be a plus zero connections dice roll. Okay. Uh, okay, plus zero. Ooh, that's a four. Have you used your intuition yet? Use it. Use it. No, use it. It might be the time. I'm not going to point you in any direction. I would love for you to explode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep, I'll use that for this. This seems pretty fucking important. This seems pretty fucking important. All right, Ford. On a 10 plus, you do what you intended to do. So I would love for you to narrate this very cool guy explosion scene for me. Oh, fuck. I can't wait to make music for this scene. Well, somewhere in the distance, wouldn't it be nice by the Beach Boys plays? Because that's all I goddamn wanted for this goddamn scene. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we can't afford that, Ryan. <laughs> I'm singing it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm whistling it. Yeah, I think I take out my knife. I see the fuel cells. And before I puncture them, I will jam my flamethrower down, stomp on it, and there's a lock button to where it just stays on. And I will just stab both of them very quickly for a slow leak. And then I would just start running towards Brooks. As you start to run, the creature that is rocking the personnel carrier back and forth sees the light of the flame and turns its head towards you as you start to sprint away. And I think what we see is the reflection in these ruby protrusions on its head just ignite with light as this fire bursts through the room engulfing what little oxygen is down here into a torrent of fire. Dr. Kenton, you, for a brief moment, the shaft around you is illuminated. You can see the scratches on the walls from the cage going up and down countless times. It was nearly pitch black in here besides some red running lights before, but for a brief moment, it is fully illuminated. You can see next to you in the bag this creature that you have stolen and then everything once again goes black Brooks you are running down the right tunnel of the mine and you see this bright flash from behind you maybe even a lick of fire come into the tunnel you're in just briefly and then a moment of silence and stillness until Ford Strong steps into the tunnel facing you, his Eva suit now singed, blackened in the back, 
still crushed and destroyed from these creatures. And as you look at each other, you begin to hear each other breathing again. Hello, and welcome back to another thrilling episode of Shrimp and Crits Arcadia. What you're listening to right now is the penultimate episode of this series. There's just one more left coming out in two weeks, and I am so excited to be done with this. I mean to share this ending with all of you. Everyone has been so supportive and so kind about me GMing, but oh boy, I cannot wait to share with y'all what's coming next. It is... So good. Now, are you looking for a place to hang out with other shrimps and talk about this show, other shows, whatever else you're into in life, and just yearning for that community? Well, I'm going to encourage you to go over to patreon.com slash shrimpandcrits. If you join any tier, you'll have full access to our Patreon-exclusive Discord server. It is getting pretty exciting in there. There's a lot of shrimps swimming around in there, and it's super active and fun and supportive and it's just like a little family in there it's it's fantastic i love all you little shrimps speaking of new and awesome little shrimps i have some new patrons to thank i want to thank autumn sky and courtney for joining up on the patreon and joining our little shrimp community I hope you're enjoying all the fun bonus content, all the Barb's bloopers, the ASMREs, the Tallahassee Nights, and all those fantastic one-shots we have for you. Since we're done recording Arcadia, we are going whole hog, fully focused into recording Patreon content. First and foremost, finishing up our Tallahassee Nights series. So if you are a patron, you are about to get inundated with a new, fresh batch of hot Patreon-exclusive shrimp, fresh off the grill. Where else can you find us? We are on a couple social medias. We are on a couple Discord servers. If you want all of that information, go on over to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash shrimp and crits. There you'll find a landing page with links to everything that we do and everywhere that we are. Before I let you go, I want to remind you to go and check out Old Soul Music. You might know LaRange, who made the outro song for our first season, Shrimp and Crits Golakochika. He started his own label. There's already a ton of great artists on there, and I literally keep saying notifications all the time on social media that they are adding more and more amazing, talented artists all the time. Go check them out at Old soulmusic.com. Let me also remind you that you can still send us postcards. If you send us a postcard from where you're from or where you're visiting, we will send you back a postcard from Sunny Gullicochica. And if you tell us in that postcard which character you would like to write you back, maybe you'll get a letter from that character. Maybe a Ray Ray, maybe an Ari, maybe a Sarah, maybe a, maybe a Sheriff Donnie Terrence. 
you could send postcards to P.O. Box 60934, Nashville, Tennessee, 37206. I do believe that's all I have for you. We will be back with the final episode of Shrimp and Crits Arcadia on December 18th. And maybe, just maybe, a little teaser of what's to come next. All right, soldiers, get back out there. And remember, the only good bug is a dead bug. here i mean sure you can also talk to dr kenton oh yeah (laughs) can you believe he fucking left us yes (laughs) okay let's go (laughs) i'm gonna fucking kill him are you guys okay (laughs) (laughs) fuck you i'm gonna fucking kill you you i'm gonna you just wait you just fucking wait (sighs) You know you can use the other elevator, right? Oh, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Anything else you want to do? I'm walking in a straight line. Uh, Yeah, I think we're determined. (laughs) I am covered in ichor and uh, walking out of a fireball. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we're not walking. We're like bouncing. I was running. Uh, Yeah. The two of you enter the refinement complex. The ceilings in this area are much higher than the rest of the mine, as there is heavy machinery everywhere. Most noticeably, there is a wide ore pass leading upwards towards the surface. There is no cage, no elevator to be seen. What there are these immense buckets in which ore is carried to the surface. The machinery in the room is off, as they are not working today. And everything around you is quiet. There are ball mills, which are these large containers that ore is crushed into, that dumps them into these buckets, which then head up the ore pass. This is a room for heavy machinery. So to get it in my head, the ore pass is like... Like, imagine a rubber band, and it has a bunch of buckets attached to it, and it mm-hmm. just when it's turned on, it just keeps going, and the buckets just keep moving up? Exactly. Just okay. like, uh, what Star Wars movie is that? The one on, <laughs> with the bug guys. 14. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Attack of the Clones? I think it's Attack of the Clones. Oh, oh you mean... The Geonetians. The Geonetians, yeah, that's yeah. Attack of the Clones. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm looking for the on switch. Roll me a survey the scene. Spacer. Oh, jeez. I'm never going to roll a good roll this whole game. It's just a fucking seven. It's just always going to be a seven. A seven can get you what you want. You can ask one question. (sighs) To me, your speaker. How do I get out of here? <laughs> I just want out of this place. I couldn't wait to get in it, and now I want out of it. How can I get out of here? 
you can engage the system, turning it on and riding one of these buckets. <laughs> but that how is do I turn it on? Riding one of these buckets up to the top, which is dangerous in its own way because these buckets are not made for people. Mm. How can you turn it on? There is a control panel with a plethora of buttons and levers and pulleys. I mean, I'm a fucking mechanic. I feel like... Yeah. Why don't you roll, use, or repair an advanced item? Okay. Can I still use chaos Titian? Are we still in a stressful situation? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just make it sure. This is not tea time. Okay, that's a 7 on the dice plus 3, so it's a 10. On a 10 plus, you can use or repair it without... A problem. Oh, thank God, because I'm a, I'm a shitty mechanic. I can't figure out the on and off switch. Listen, there's a lot of buttons. Mm-hmm. You're not a minor. <laughs> You're like 27 or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. You engage this machinery and it whirs to life. This is, to you, almost as loud as that creature's song. It is vibrating the platform that you are standing on, and these buckets begin to go in rotation up this ore pass. Oh shit, if it's loud, we don't have much time. They begin to fill with ore and pass by you, giving you the moment you need if you're going to try to... There's no walkway to get onto these things. They are not made for people. You're going to have to jump for it. Yeah, I'm jumping. Ford? Yep, I am joining... All right, both of you roll act under fire, plus hand. Can we get in the same bucket, or do we each have to get a bucket? I would guess we each have to have our own bucket. That's what I was thinking. It's up to you. I think they're big enough that you could both get in one, but it also, I guess, guess, depends on how you roll. I guess ore is really fucking heavy. Ore is immensely fucking heavy. I got an eight. I got a six. Maybe I should use an intuition. Pretty good time. Yep, I'm going to use an intuition. (laughs) This is it. This is the moment. That was my last one. Oh, wow. I don't remember where I used the other one, but I used it. (laughs) Okay, Brooks, you take off towards the buckets as they are heading past you. You run, you put your legs up onto the handrail in front of you and leap off to the bucket. It is not a graceful or a safe landing by any means, but you clang against the bucket, landing on top of some jagged ore, and you are in the bucket. Ford, I'm to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. Let's think about that. I'll make this easy. You're going to land in the next bucket, not the same one as Brooks, and you're going to take a point of exhaustion. Okay. As you two... Clang your way up to the mining facility. Dr. Kenton. Yes. What are you doing in this elevator as you make your way up? Collecting yourself? Trying to secure my backpack if it was damaged at all, even if it was just scuffed up a little bit by the creature, and just kind of like mentally going over in my head the process of getting back to the ship. Yeah, I think your pack is probably down to one strap. You can kind of cool guy hold it over one shoulder. Take stock of yourself. Stand up. Secure your pack. And as you do, you reach the top. You reach the mining facility. 
The ceiling above you opens up as you come up at this angle. The cage exits into the main atrium, and the floor of the cage becomes flush with the floor of the atrium. As you look around, you see that the atrium is empty, except for Bobby, who is standing just a few steps away from the door of the cage. What do you do? I start moving towards the buggy. Bobby's baby buggy? (laughs) Yes. You open the cage door to head out to the atrium, head towards the docking bay to get a buggy. You open the cage door, and Bobby says, Hold it. Stop right there, Dr. Kinton. And you see... Raising from her jacket is a pistol aimed at you. Bobby, there is not time for this. I need to get back to the ship immediately before this. Where is Dunning? We saw his vitals drop. What did you do? Bobby. Where is Brooks? Where is Ford? What is that? That's my backpack. Brooks and Ford should be along... Shortly, they have to come up through the refinery. Uh, You will see them soon. Dunning, I'm afraid, did not make it. Um, The creatures, they are tenfold. What creatures? The creatures that killed the poor miner. uh, What was his name? I don't, I don't. His name was Bachman. Yes, Bachman. uh, There are. More of them than just the one that killed Bachman. But Dunning didn't make it, but that's no matter. I have to get back to the ship. Uh, I have to get word of this. This could change the scientific community, the way we study space, the way we survive in space. This could be everything, Bobby. This could be... I have to go, and I just... Uh, I start... I I run. <laughs> I'm... I, I, she may shoot me because of this, but Kenton is assuming that she sees the logic in what he is saying because it's in in his mind it's infall it's infallible logic. <laughs> Arrogant. I want you to roll influence someone. Fuck yeah. Plus group. Minus one. Minus zero. <laughs> Mine zero. <laughs> no, we're a bad group. Okay, I rolled a ten minus one, which is nine. Mm-hmm. This is a good dynamic we have going here. I wanted her to shoot you. Yeah, I'm sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) So that I don't have to. On a seven to nine, they'll do it for a price if they can. If you've asked for a lot, then the price will be steep. Dr. Kenton, you need to stop moving right now or I will shoot you. I don't know what happened down there. All I know is you need to get in to see Dr. Prentice right now. You could be contaminated. Whatever killed them could be on you and could kill everyone on this moon. You need to go into Dr. Prentice's office now. But, but Bobby, no. I, <laughs> and you, then you can leave. You can't. As long as Brooks and Major Strong get back up here, and I know that you didn't kill them too. You can get on your ship, and you can leave. Your choice. Bobby, you need... I can shoot you, or you can see Dr. Prentice. There's no time, Bobby. 
I'm just going to try to knock the gun out of her hand and run. I'm going to have you roll act under fire plus hand. All right. I rolled an eight. On a seven to nine, speaker will give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I'm going to just give you uh, three options here that are probably going to make you seem like even worse of a person than you already seem. Cool. You wrestle this gun, but Bobby is stronger than you expected. You two are close for a moment, and we hear the gun fire. It can either hit you, hit your backpack, or hit Bobby. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Bobby. I'm getting Bobby. Fuck you, Bobby. Are you serious? I am serious. (laughs) Are you really? Oh. Oh my gosh. I'm shocked. I want to be the baddest boy. Oh, I'm getting, I'm definitely going to kill you then. (laughs) We hear a muffled bang. And then the two of you stop wrestling for this gun and you back up and there is a smattering of red blood on your EVA suit. And Bobby drops to the ground and drops the gun at your feet. She's not instantly dead. You can tell she's still breathing and she's pressing her hands to the wound in her abdomen. And she's just looking up at you, terrified. What do you do? I think I kind of stagger for a sec, kind of recapture my balance. I so briefly consider stopping to help Bobby, but the weight of humanity is on my shoulders. I turn around and run for the buggy that will take me back to the ship. Towards the airlock you came in? Yeah, logistically, I'm not sure if I need to go through, like, go talk to Ma to get the buggy that she's been working on, or if I just need to go back outside. It's There's a parking lot of buggies, both here and at the, the docking station where you got the buggy. Great. So, uh, yeah, you can go out the way you came and get one. You saw when you pulled up a parking lot full of buggies and such. Can I take her gun? Yeah, it's at your feet. It's probably pretty easy. All right, I pick it up and... Run for the buggies. Oh, God, he's got a gun. (laughs) It's worse now. He doesn't know how to use the fucking gun. (laughs) Also true. That's true. Also, if I fight, I take another stress, which scars me. Mm. Yeah, that's true. At this point, it's like, okay, Bobby implicated me in a crime, basically, and I can't afford to stay to stay here any longer. I have to get this thing at any cost off the base. <sighs> Ford and Brooks, you are in separate buckets, these large steel buckets on a conveyor belt going upwards at an angle. You're in a large tunnel to hold this machinery, and it is pitch black. There's no need for any running lights or anything like that in here because there are no people in here. It feels faster than the elevator you came down on because that was painfully slow. But it's loud and you are just scooting along. Every so often, a bit of 
dust or maybe some regolith dropping from above falls down on you. Nothing dangerous or that could hurt you, just some pebbles and sand falling on you. What do the two of you do? I mean, if it's that loud, can we really talk to each other? I guess we have comms back. You have comms, yeah. I'm sure Denton has made it to the surface by now. Denton? Who's Denton? Denton. Denton. Dr. Denton. Dr. Denton. Whatever the fuck his stupid ass name was. Merge your doc and your kitten together. You know, Brooks, um, I spoke with Lisa and... They informed me that you were not a fan of the meals I've been okay, making. Okay, okay. <laughs> like to, I've had better meals. Okay, I only eat chowder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I live on a diet, a diet of salt and lobster. <laughs> I accept. Positive feedback. I would just like to know what I could this do. This is not to happening right now. Okay. Make your. Ian, cut all that. Cut all. <laughs> cut all. I don't know why my genuine conversation with Brooks <laughs> has to be cut. I'm a man trying to have a conversation. I'm just a man I'm standing a man. in front of a woman trying to talk about my cooking. <laughs> I just want to know how I can do better. Now's not the time. Lisa, can you hear me? Beep boop beep boop. Beep boop beep boop. Ready? You? God damn it. Lisa, I, I can't hear you, but Dr. Kenton left us here to die. He's coming back to the ship now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you this because I don't think you care. You're a robot. <laughs> I can't. I can't hear her anyway. Ford, I was going to ask what the status of the ship was, but you want to try to boost your signal or something? This is a sci-fi world. Yeah, I guess I could. I have. What are those other, these other moves? You've done a lot of communication-based repair and (laughs) improvement, so I feel like if you wanted to, if you really want to talk to Lisa, there's something you can do. I can roll to try to do something to the comms real quick. Yeah, if you want to have a conversation with Lisa, you can use a repair and advanced item. I can do that. Oh my gosh, it's an 11. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You uh, pop up in the faceplate of the forearm data pad you have. You see that these two wires are, you should switch the ports that they're plugged in, and you would just get a much Boosted. wider range. Yeah. You unlocked Boost Mobile. <laughs> it would seem that the channels are more clear. Lisa. Are you reading? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, my bad. Brooks, Lisa, I am. Nope, you go ahead. <laughs> it sounds okay. <laughs> What's the status of the Atola? I have made the necessary repairs oh, shit. since the bullet ring. <sighs> Other than that, we are 
magnetically sealed into our docking port. I am unaware of the nature of this lockdown. I assume it has something to do with your elevated heart rate and blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. Are you in danger? Yeah, doc left us to die. I am reading life signs on all three of you. Well, no thanks to him. <laughs> Can you tell where that fucker is? <laughs> you mean Dr. Kenton? Yes. I am locating him now. <laughs> you get busy, music. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Brooks, can I have a can I have a moment? What? What? Sorry, I'm not. It is maybe not ideal for us to share information with Lisa at this moment. You told me I was rude for not trusting the robot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you also told me that my food is bad oh and my, my carpaccio. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> just different in Earth, Boston, okay. I just think we're on our own for now. Maybe we focus on getting to the surface. Okay, can I do something to speed this up? I'm handy. Oh, do you mean Lisa looking for Dr. Kenton or the elevator? The elevator. Okay. Well, let's finish up your conversation with Lisa real quick. Okay. I forgot I was on hold, to be honest. Yeah, you were on hold. <laughs> the music stopped playing, so I just forgot. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> How could we be so rude? Brooks, I have located Dr. Kenton. He is currently en route from the atrium of the Carrion Corporation mining facility on Arcadia 19 and headed to the airlock. You don't have a way to, like, lock him in there. Or, like, give him lead feet or something. <laughs> the suit just stops working. <laughs> like a cartoon. Swan scientifics by laws prohibit me from Engaging in any action that would relieve any Swan Scientific employee of their personal body autonomy. All right, all right. I told you. I want to find a way to speed this <laughs> shit up. <laughs> I was thinking, since it's like a pulley system, if I just pull one rope, <laughs> one chain faster. Definitely not ropes. It is very heavy. Yeah, that's what I just thought. I was like, maybe yeah. since it's low gravity, but I don't, I don't see how I could make it work. And there's, I, there's not like a computer. The only thing I can think of is pure caveman logic. And you are in a bucket full of ore. If you were to loosen the load of the bucket full of ore, maybe the machine would go faster. Oh, that's pretty smart. I get it. I'm going to join my family now. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm so confused. Oh, you think just you're going to jump off? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining the most beautiful swan dive off the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> I was also imagining that he, like, starts turning into a giant bug and flies back down to the hole. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I thought you meant like since I'm above you, if I throw like a piece of ore out, I'm gonna knock you the fuck. <laughs> you gonna start unloading shit? Yeah, I'm gonna start unloading my bucket without hitting forward. And <laughs> God, God damn it! You could throw it up the front. You'll probably be Ford. I want you to go ahead and roll a survey the scene. Okay. As you see your partner here. Just yeeting rocks out of a bucket. <laughs> Isn't survey the scene head? Yeah. I believe that is head, yes. Mm. Yes, it is. Cap wants to see us die in this hole. He wants the villain to get away. <laughs> that is a six minus one. <laughs> can I help? Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course you can help. I don't know how I'm helping. Um... But if you roll assist, that is plus the connection for the spacer. Okay. Great. <laughs> Ford and I hate each other. Couple of knuckleheads. I think I I changed my mind. I have a minus three. I don't think I should. You have a minus three? Yes. For me and Ford. How? Jesus. I don't know how. how? She really hates your cooking. <laughs> I guess, man. How is there any way you have a minus three? <laughs> I was about to say, I have a minus one for you, but not a minus three. It says you remind me of my shitty dad and we struggle to get along. Oh, that'll do it. Which I think we this, talked about in session this, zero, but I don't we never built on worse. <laughs> wow, is it? Actually, yeah, we did have two intuition, didn't we? We do. We do. Yeah. I guess I'll use that now. We don't have to. I could just make things worse for both of you. Yeah, I should probably use that now. Okay. I'm good at other roles. Yeah, that's a good point. That aren't head. So. <laughs> All right. Well, if you use your intuition, that is a 10 plus, and you can ask me two questions from the list. I will start with how can I get out of here? How can you get out of here? This will exit in the building. You have not been to the part of the Carrion Corp mining facility that is the refinement area if you wanted to get there faster you could follow brooks's lead i'm sure that would add a little bit of speed in the bucket you're in or if you're feeling saucy you could start to climb jumping from bucket to bucket and going up earthworm gym style okay is there something important that i'm missing you are getting these ideas about how to make these buckets go faster. You are looking up at Brooks, who is just heaving these chunks of ore out of the bucket. With each one, they get lower in the bucket, so you see less of their EVA suit. You just see the light from the headlamp going down, then up, and a rock flies. Down, then up, and a rock flies. And you follow this rock down into the dark abyss below you. You hear them land, you know there is an end to this dark tunnel. But you also hear a clattering, more than just pebbles hitting the ground. You turn your head out of the back of your bucket and look down the lane of buckets behind you. And on one, you see something moving. About five buckets down from you, you see one of these creatures clinging to the side of the bucket. It is chittering and you can see that long, straw-like appendage coming from its face is inserted into one of the rocks. 
That's and it seems to be almost gleefully eating this ore. Oh, great. Brooks, it is incredibly important that you stop doing that. Do I see this too, if I look down? Yeah, you see Ford look at you and look back, maybe quietly pointing in the direction of the large insect. Okay. And Ford is going to start climbing up. I will follow Ford's lead. I am not going to make you roll for every bucket. Obviously, I am going to make you roll and act under fire, unless you have another move that you're looking to use in order to start climbing up these buckets. Uh, I do not. I'm just trying to climb. I don't have a move either. I'll say this. If you're trying to climb without any acknowledgement of noise, roll act under fire. If you're trying to be quiet about it, roll keep your head down. One is plus hand, one is plus head, so choose wisely. Do we have to roll the same, or can we be separate? Because my head is better than my You hand. certainly don't have to roll the same. Yeah, yeah, you do whatever you feel is best. I am rolling act under fire. Ford is cool. just moving. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then I'm going to keep my head down. Perfect. <laughs> I got a 10. On a 10 plus, you achieve your goal. I got an 8. On a 7 to 8, your cover is easily blown, fragile, or short live. Well, I figured it was already because Ford's being loud as hell. I think that's perfectly okay. You two start to make your way up these buckets. It is arduous, it is loud, and these things rock with every movement you make. This creature does not advance at you, but with the last look over your shoulder as you start climbing these buckets, you can see its triangular head tilting in your direction, though it seems to be pleased with its meal. And you two ascend into the darkness, step by step. Dr. Kenton. Yes? You find your way to the large double-door airlock that you entered through. These doors are closed... And there is a small computer terminal nearby. There are no alarms blaring through the mining facility. You really haven't seen very many people. You would assume that since work is not in session, they are in their bunks, in the common room, things like that. What do you do? I... Is there like an intercom anywhere? Somewhere I could access the comms easily for the whole area. Yeah, I would say that computer terminal probably has all your needs. That's also where I need to go to access the airlock? Yeah, there's just a general terminal next to the door. Okay, I'm in a hurry. I'm gonna... I would bail on this. Actually, no. It's too risky. Could cause too much chaos and impede my own escape, so I don't think I'm going to try to alert the facility. This stick to I, my instinct is to do the right thing, and I then I keep being like, "No, I'm going to be a bad boy. <laughs> going to commit to being a bad boy, and I'm going to go through the airlocks, breathing heavily, kind of trudging along as quickly as I can." We see you enter into the waiting room style airlock. That has the large prism that you originally met Bobby in. As we see you walk into this airlock and the doors begin to close behind you, you hear a startled scream from the atrium. This process of decontamination 
lasts a few minutes. So real quick, I am just going to go back to Brooks and Ford. Brooks, Ford, you can finally see the light. As you break from this tunnel into what looks to be a sealed refinement complex, the yellow running lights of the room turn on as you enter. You can see around you there are gangways and platforms. It is a very industrial area, much different than the atrium and the cafeteria and the like. Are you two jumping out? Absolutely. Yes. I figured. Don't want to go on another round? Nope. (laughs) As soon as you hit the ground, more lights activate. What do the two of you do? This machine is just blaring. Is there a way I can shut off this machine? Totally. There's a control panel very similar to the one that was at the base of it. And I would say that, Brooks, you rolled to turn it on. I think you wouldn't have to roll to turn it off. It would be a very similar but opposite maneuver. Brooks, we have to turn this off. Okay, I turn it off. (laughs) I turn it off. Yeah, about two more buckets past the ones you were in, move through, and then it halts to a grinding stop. Does anyone have a bomb? I want to make the entire... I want to destroy this entire (laughs) conveyor system. Is is my situation. Is I would like to make it all go down. After I turn the thing off, I would like to get out of this room as fast as possible and just seal the airlock door behind us. Do you mean with technology seal the door or... With... Both technology and my plasma gun. (laughs) Uh, The perfect combination. I would argue your plasma gun is pretty peak technology. (laughs) I want to jam the, like, system Mm -hmm. itself so that, like, the door will not open. And then I also want to hot glue it. (laughs) Okay. Make doubly sure. I want to make real sure. Just in case they've learned how to use computers. Yeah, just in case. (laughs) You never know. Okay, yeah. You can see the telltale double door airlock on the far side of this room. You two book it in that direction. Mm-hmm. Make your way into the airlock. There are a few moments of decontamination. And then the other side opens. As you exit the refinery complex and pull out your plasma gun, correct? Your plasma gun? To start sealing this door, you hear a shocked scream from behind you towards the atrium. You both can start to hear the pattering of footsteps leading in that direction. Brooks, I need you to look at me. Do I look like a bug? <laughs> what? <laughs> I meant. Did I catch the bug? <laughs> I meant the, what I, the sound of screaming? Yeah. He didn't. I'm looking at you, and you're not a bug. We didn't hear a gunshot? No, you didn't. You heard a scream. Oh, okay. I thought you said gunshot. I don't know why. I'm just... <laughs> you said scream. Okay, cool. Uh, which, um, is, which is why I went directly to, oh no, we look like bugs now. <laughs> <laughs> which you two can take your helmets off if you are so inclined. You don't have to. But you are in a suitable atmosphere. Do they look like bugs, though? No. <laughs> the most beautiful bugs. Yeah. 
Yeah, they look like bugs. They shouldn't have gotten bit. I, we didn't get bit. <laughs> <laughs> I got clawed. That's true. I guess in zombie terms, that actually, I think that works. I don't know. Depends on your director. Anyway, <laughs> you two hear a scream. And Brooks, you have your plasma gun in hand. What do the two of you do? I want to be booby boop the keypad. Like I said, to like crash the system. And then I will start sealing it with my plasma gun. Hack the system. Okay. Yes. Sabotage plus zero. Roll it. Brooks, do you have a gun? Yeah. Can I have it? <laughs> nah, no, no, man. You're. Look at you and look at me. You're much stronger than me. I need a gun. I'll give you my wrench if you want. <laughs> you are working mechanics and I need to watch. Oh, okay. Okay. I want to look forward in the eye and I think about how he didn't leave me. <laughs> I was about to turn this into like my dad left me and this guy didn't leave me. So can we have a better connection now? I can just have, I can have Ford roll influence someone against you and you could both potentially get a benefit out of it. Or you could just deal with it this way. <laughs> if you need some therapy, I'm just, I'm just trying to cover you. Okay. And right now I have, yeah. a, I have a knife. So I think I will give, I will, knife. Reluctantly <laughs> hand over the gun. I, we can make rolls out of it. It's fine. I don't. No, I don't okay. sway you. I want to sabotage this thing before these buggies get out. All right, Ford. You are handed this pistol once belonging to Foreman Dunning. Can I roll sabotage? Brooks, go ahead and roll sabotage plus zero against this door if you want to permalock it. That's another box cars. Nice straight fire now, baby. <laughs> Wow. Uh, the 10 plus, you do what you intended to do. Brooks, you successfully deadbolt seal this door. Mm-hmm. What now? I want to plasma the hinges and the like actual like handle part. Wonderful. You do that. What do the two of you do? You last heard from Lisa that Dr. Kinton was headed towards the exterior. I mean, I guess we'd run run towards the sound of screaming. Uh, Ford will hand Brooks back their gun. And our connection grows. <laughs> you need this more than I do. It's a good gun. I'm not a big fan of them these days. Nice. You can both increase your connection with each other. Wow. If you like. I feel like this has been a uh, traumatic bonding experience. Can I up mine too? <laughs> no. God damn it. <laughs> In fact, take an exhaustion for asking me. <laughs> I have something for that. <laughs> <laughs> you two make your way to the atrium, and you see what is a growing group of people surrounding Bobby. Bobby is lying on the ground, bleeding out, and kneeling beside her is Dr. Prentice. Applying her in the field medical training. Ford would run up and... What what happened here? Clearly, she's been shot. It was... It was your doctor. Where did he go? He... He went to the airlocks. I'm taking off. He took my gun. No, I'm not even listening. 
which is probably a bad thing, but I'm taking off. Technically, technically, she shot me. <laughs> hey, man, you're not. It was, it was a wrestle. Shut up, Dr. Kitten. <laughs> Prentice grabs your forearm as you're leaving, Brooks, and she puts something in your hand and then releases your arm. In your hand, you see a thumb drive. Oh, shit. Bobby picks her head up as you're leaving. I sent word to, to Thonis. There's a personnel carrier and a security detail coming down. Hopefully they get there before he does. Hopefully they get there before I do. Boom. <laughs> nice. That's good shit. <laughs> I got this. Oh no. Ah, let's let's go. <laughs> okay. Oh. Hold Lord on. Stands in so much. <laughs> Powerful stands. He's doing fucking Tai Chi. Let me let me read this real quick. Just make sure I'm doing oh. this right. Oh, a move. <laughs> he's got a little paper. <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> yeah. He's got a headlamp. Hmm. Oh, no, never mind. This doesn't really... No. Shakespeare quotes. Am I right? This is the most Ryan thing ever. (laughs) He always does that. Yeah, I'm fucking... Yeah, never never mind. Midnight right now. (laughs) Never mind. Get our hopes up and then just leave us hanging. This is pararomantic all over again. (laughs) Hey, just, just do good. Just do good. Are you exhausted at all? I can help that. No. I mean, yes, probably. But. I'm pretty close to exhausted. You can help me. No, fuck yeah, you. I'm not helping you. <laughs> <laughs> this is so nice because I plan was on, so bad I, at Ari for so long. I plan on exhausting you from life. <laughs> and I didn't even shoot anybody. Okay. Well, maybe. I guess anyway. I can 